great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just that's where he just after ran down. Everybody, amazing. I'm not going to remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. All over the Rams today and Rammy. I mean, now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's Wow. Rammy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host, Dean, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and the other great host of this show, Nick. And Nick. We're talking coaching replacements. Raheem Morris is now the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. We thought it was going to be Bill Belichick, but it's Coach Ra. First and most importantly, Nick, though, how are you, my good brother? I'm good. I'm good. It's crazy because I felt like everybody was guaranteeing Bill Belichick to the Falcons. He had two interviews, and people were like, oh, why does he need two? uh, Six-time Super Bowl champ. And then, you know, you start looking at it, and you're like, well, Raheem Morris is a lot younger uh, it's something that you can sign off for for like a long period of time in Belichick. It's like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. I'm good though, Dean. I'm, and, uh, I'm good. I'm very good. <laughs> I don't know if you're as good as Coach Ra and also Zach Robinson, who just signed on. He was the pass game coordinator for the Rams. He signed on to be Coach Ra's offensive coordinator. He also had his second baby. So he simultaneously signed a contract to get a promotion and had a second child. So congratulations to Zach Robinson. But like the, the tandem Raheem Morris – being in Atlanta previously, having the relationship with Arthur Smith, it makes so much sense. It made a lot of right. sense for the culture that they're trying to build um, to be able to kind of bring in and nurture a new quarterback and build a new chemistry and a new foundation. Um, I, I think that's all to come. And I, I'm really excited for Raheem Morris to be able to have the opportunity. One, because he has definitely earned it. He's gotten endorsements from front offices. He's gotten endorsements from other coaches around the league. But the, also the other element of it is the scheme is going to change. Right. Like you're potentially going to bring in a new defensive coordinator. And for all the Rams fans that Rams fans that disagree with Raheem Morris scheme and the bend don't break defense, you have an opportunity with Denard Wilson coming into the building next weekend who could potentially change the scheme and bring in some personnel from the Ravens as they have six defensive backs, one safety and five cornerbacks who are all unrestricted free agents this offseason. So to me, like that is probably where the strategy is going to go. And it may work out best case scenario for Rams fans who want a new scheme and want a new system. Yeah. I, I think a lot of what Raheem did was use the best pieces possible and create a scheme around that because it's, it, he's a well-versed coach. He has been like throughout a lot of different kinds of schemes uh, of defense throughout his career. So it, yeah. to me that him being able to adapt with, with what we had best, and worked on the team. And then obviously when you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, you can kind of, yeah. you know, the, the field gets a lot smaller. Uh, but but still, uh, yeah, I it's going to be exciting. I think we're probably going to bring in somebody that's going to be blitzing more than than we saw with Raheem, especially with, you know, kind of how the uh, how the quarterbacks have been, where it's like if you bring a blitz, some people just can't handle it. Blitzing, pressing more at the line of scrimmage. All, all details that a better linebacker play, more consistent linebacker play. I feel like those are all things that will come within a new scheme. But like with Raheem Morris transitioning over to the Atlanta Falcons, with the Rams getting a new scheme or potentially a new defensive coordinator, there's a lot of names on the table. And we kind of put this feeler out there yesterday just to see where we thought a lot of the heads were, a lot of where 
Like, what direction do we want the Rams to go in in terms of def defense coordinator? Because there's a lot of options. We talked about Denard Wilson. So Denard Wilson, the defensive backs coach right now um, for the uh, the, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And when you look at the teams that he's interviewing with, it's the Rams, the Titans. He's in his second interview with the Giants. So I think Denard Wilson having experience not only with the Eagles, but I think with the Jets, also with the St. Louis Rams and having a pre-existing relationship dating back with Les Snead and the personnel that he could potentially bring in, as well as other staff members. To me, I feel like this is the hire that would make the most sense, right? He's, they're coming off of a, a top secondary in two consistent years. We saw what they did to San Francisco. And Nick, you mentioned in the last episode how important it is to be built to win within your own division. And the way that they were able to kind of put a cap on San Francisco's offense with that match zone coverage, being able to negate all that pre-snap movement, I think is extremely valuable in a new system and with a new defense coordinator and a new scheme. So. If, if you can build it that way and, and be able to combat some of the high-powered offenses in this league, it'll simultaneously be able to make your offense better because you're going to be practicing against it every single week. So yeah, yeah. You, you include those elements and you feel like the team holistically can get better just from this one hire. Yeah, it's also just like exciting. It feels like every time we brought in a new defensive coordinator, things have shaken up for the better. I mean – Wade Phillips to Brandon Saley when they had like the best defense we've ever seen. And then Raheem Morris, who's the defense that allows them to get over the top. So, I mean, I'm just, it's going to be a, a fun off season, especially when you're a team that went above and beyond expectations. Yeah. This year. I'm interested to see where McVay's mental is going to go, like what direction it trends towards, because he was obsessed with Vic Fangio and the Vic Fangio defense coming out of yeah. the 2018 season and 2019 and 2020 and the way that they were able to negate a lot of, a lot of their, offensive firepower and now like i'm wondering if he's just going to move in a different direction one because there's other personnel that are available that'll be able to fill out the back end of the roster but also because i feel like denard wilson is a candidate to bring in other staff members like that's that's huge because there are other vacancies on this coaching staff now eric henderson's at usc he's a co-defensive coordinator at usc right now um, and I think he's also an assistant to the head coach and a defensive line coach. So Coach Henney's got a big responsibility over at USC. Um, the Rams' tight end coach, Nick Cayley, is interviewing for the Patriots offensive coordinator position. And with Nick Cayley traveled Jeremy Springer, who's our assistant special teams coordinator. So they're all going to be in New England having dinner tonight. And then tomorrow they're going to go on their formal interviews. So it's like other staff members across the the, the coaching staff are going to get poached. Chris Shula was interviewing for positions and Sean McVay historically has gotten his staff poached. So yeah. he's he's like a an egg at a buffet, constantly, constantly staff getting poached. So <laughs> egg at a buffet. <laughs> uh, John Wolford actually wrote an article recently that I was uh, uh, poking my head in, uh, and he was just discussing about how like the trunk of the McVay tree has spawned so many different branches because when you're that good, you, you know, you're going to have people on your staff that are going to be pulled away from you because they want to replicate it. The, yeah. the whole thing with the Vic Vangio defense, though, is just incredibly interesting because it was the defense that proved how to beat his version of like offense and can keep up with his mind. And then he like went after it and was like, okay, like join me, you know, together we can, we can build it. He was never able to obtain that. And then he got a job immediately um, after mutually parting ways with the Dolphins, with the Eagles. And yeah, I, I feel like that would have been his top priority. 
right? Especially over Brandon Staley, who ran a variation and learned under yeah. Vic Fangio's scheme. Like Vic Fangio would have been the priority hire, I would have felt for Sean McVay. But like Nick, to your point, coaches that have been taken off of the Rams coaching staff. So five of his former assistants have been named NFL head coaches. Matt LaFleur, Zach Taylor, Brandon Staley, Kevin O'Connell, and now Raheem Morris. And, and there's like, also legitimacy of all these coaches. Matt LaFleur, two, two NFC championships, Zach Taylor, a Super Bowl appearance. Brandon Staley, we'll skip over that one. Kevin O'Connell <laughs> had like one of the greatest regular seasons for the Vikings ever. Like, you know, all just really good. And then also coordinators too. Like you're looking at Shane Waldron, Wes Phillips, Wade Phillips' son, uh, Ejiro Avero, who is definitely a top defensive coordinator candidate. He was one of our top defensive coordinator candidates last year if we thought Raheem Morris was going to leave. And he was yeah. a finalist for the Indianapolis job, didn't get it. Now he's head coach of the Falcons. Joe Barry, Matt Daniels, Raheem Morris, and also Zach Robinson. So coordinators that have continued to rise and, and get positions. It's so it's insanely impressive. I talked about Ejiro Avero would be an insanely good defensive mind to bring back into the building is different schematically from the Vic Fangio and Brandon Staley and Raheem Morris scheme. He'd be able to add some of his nuances on top and layer it into a defense that was pretty productive this year. We talked about Brandon Staley. Nick, what is your pulse on Brandon Staley right now? Are you entirely out because you're kind of kicking the tires on a on an old piece, or are you kind of interested still? I think most Rams fans would say they would love to bring him back because they're not looking at what he did with the Chargers. They're remembering the 2020 season yeah. where the defense is what made us such a powerful unit and under Sean McVay, which is just very weird to say. Uh, but I personally, I think – he's probably going to go somewhere else. I don't think he wants to go right back to where he was. He probably wants to change. He wants to get back to being a head coach. And I think falling right back into the Rams isn't going to be his top priority, especially since it's like he's, he, he's in the same building he's been in since, sure. Sure. Um, since he was an LA Ram. So my thought process is he probably goes to the Packers because that's where all like the smoke is. So I was thinking the same thing. It's probably going to come down to the Packers and Rams as his two final decisions. And if he goes with Green Bay, that's I think they got two great situations there with two great head coaches that he's very familiar with. Probably a win-win situation for a coach who has kind of laughed out of his job. Do you want him back? It's the end. I'm interested in it. I feel like the league is moving so fast. And when I watch Baltimore's defense and the way that they're able to swarm around the ball in their secondary, which is a, a unit that we really need to improve. Like, yeah, I feel no. like our, our pass rushers, we could add a top talent on the defensive line and be a much improved defensive line as a, as a holistic unit. But the secondary is going to need personnel and scheme adjustments. And I feel like with that comes Denard Wilson. I don't, I don't know if you're going to get that continuously with Brandon Staley or Vic Fangio because we see what they like to do with their secondary. Yeah, to me, Denard Wilson is a step to progress, to change, yeah. uh, to adapting. Uh, mm -hmm. Vic Vangio and Brandon Saylor kind of like cut of the same cloth where it's just, we've seen it. Um, you know, they, when they have great personnel, they're going to be good. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but even, even with great personnel, like the Eagles brought in Vic Vangio as like a defensive mind, like week of the Super Bowl to like help them figure out a scheme to beat Patrick Mahomes. And wasn't good enough, you know? Yeah, I remember. Actually, that's a yeah, good good memory. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I'm so like it was obvious that if it wasn't going to work out in um, 
you know, in Miami, who's probably going to go right to Philly anyway. Part of the and reason why that hire happened. happened so fast, though, in Philadelphia, right? Like, because it was like he's fired and or they parted ways, and, not, yeah, like and he was hired the next day. Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes a ton of sense. Good context yeah. there. There's Bro. a couple of other guys that I want to um, just kind of keep on everybody's radar. Aiden Durde from the Dallas Cowboys, the defensive line coach. Action uh, shot. You see how impressive, and we need that kind of credibility on our defensive line in terms of coaches. Um, so if you're able to kind of carry that as a defensive coordinator and also bring it to the defensive line, would be highly useful. Also, you see how they leverage their key personnel and Michael Parsons. You move him all over the field. You probably get a player like that in the offseason that's similar, and you could utilize him in a similar way. But again, build around that Dan Quinn defense, which is a little bit scary, right? So the finalist for the Seattle job might be Dan Quinn. And then is there another coach that I feel like we feel like is still interviewing for Seattle? Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. yeah. There's Vrabel. And you know what? Vrabel, if, if Mike Vrabel doesn't get a job, oh, it's Ejiro Avero. Avero is also in his second interview for Seattle right now. I'm just but so happy Vrabel, Seattle didn't take Raheem Morris. I don't even I know, know if they, if they like where that whole process was, but that would have just pissed me off. They always Same. vote. I entirely agree. And with Avero too, like if, if he doesn't get the job for, for Seattle, this is definitely a top candidate. And then I'll have yeah. revenge against Seattle and I'll have, you know, good juju coming back into the Rams' building with the ambition to go get another head coaching job. Vrabel would be kind of the same boat to where you're like, okay, he can get back on the right track. He can coach a great defense with the Rams and find himself back in a head coaching position in 365 days. And then Wink Martindale is the other one that, a lot of people like, like I'm surprised over the fact that this many people are kind of on board with Wink, but it's because of the way that he utilizes fronts and the way that he brings pressure. Yeah, I, to me, I, I don't know. The Rams, I, I hope I don't get flack for saying this, but the Rams have made me slightly ageist. I want to keep <laughs> the the candidates young and full of vigor and. Uh, and I know that that's not, you know, I'm not, that, that's not PC of me, but still, it's just like, it seems like in the building, it's like everybody that they have is so innovative. And when you're older, the cliche, it's like, you can't teach a dog, an old dog, new tricks, but yeah. I, that's not the case. I'm just saying like on paper, I would like it if the guy wasn't fully gray already. That's I all. get it. It's the reason why we got some criticism for talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and Greg Zerline in the last episode. Because, you know, you don't want to bring back old dogs. You can't teach them new tricks. But yeah. in these kind of situations, if you could fit them under a salary cap, they could be a missing piece. Um, or as, especially with a coordinator, you can bring somebody in the building that has aspirations to be a head coach again. But Nick also is filled with piss and vinegar, as you mentioned, and just kind of wants to be a part of this foundation, the energy that's within the building, and this kind of young, being able to kind of mold, work with other coaches, other players, and create this, this new career path for yourself in Sean McVay's building. I feel like that's the opportunity that being a Rams coach offers. So, yeah. so I'm not just saying this for clicks, because I think <laughs> it, I think that there's, that there's a possibility that, that, that Bill Belichick finds his way as a defensive coordinator for a year. I don't think so. No. I, you, the you, report this morning back. was from Rappaport. The report this morning was is that he's going to go into TV for a year. Hmm. I mean, he's great. Whenever he does those yeah. Navy games, he's great. Like, I'll yeah. love to watch him on TV. I'll also probably tail every single bet that, that he's like, oh, I like this team more. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, he could, he could do a number of things. I just don't think that the greatest head coach in the history of football is, is ever going to just 
coach one single unit. I mean, how how he, he has the responsibility of a, of a head coach, of a GM, front all like he does everything. I can't imagine he would just downscale and be like, I'll take the defense. Uh, yeah, I know, but I feel like that would be so I'd like he would be the number one candidate next year, oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, I think absolutely. because then because then if you you know you're showing that you that you can like humble yourself, it's like, yeah, I won six Super Bowls. Now I'm just like I'm I'm working about purely defensive mind. And, yeah. and and I can worry about that and I can help this team win another Super Bowl. And hey, he could I mean, if he got a ring as a defensive coordinator, would people like is that like a bubble Mickey Mouse yeah. ring? Yeah, no. it is. It is. You don't you don't get the wins like he's not he's going after the all-time wins record as a head coach. Right, right. He doesn't he doesn't get get the win credibility. Right. He doesn't get I like, would count that ring though. Nah. Personally. <laughs> Personally, give yourself as many wins as you can give yourself. It's the off season. We need as many wins as we can get. Defensive coordinators get rings. Yeah, no, I know. I know they get rings. They just don't get full credit for bringing the team to the promised land the same way that the head coach does. The head coach credit, has more responsibility. Credit is overrated. Yeah. Ask anybody that works in the film industry. Nobody watches them anyway. That's true. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, make sure that you. Talking about everything, anything in between the lines, outside of the lines, Rams related, coaches, players, anything. We're here. We got okay. You. So real quick, with, with with the last bit of the pod, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show everybody what I just purchased yesterday at a garage sale for a single dollar. See now, I knew when Nick was doing. Nick was showing me the differences of the two jerseys before the episode started. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way we do the whole episode and he doesn't whip them both out. So let's okay. So did this happen to you? <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your pods, if you're not watching on YouTube, sorry. You just have to pretend like you can see what's going on. So yesterday, uh, garage sale in my neighborhood, there's a golf bone jersey. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a sign. They're going to win tomorrow. How much? And the, and the lady was like, uh, a dollar. And I was like, still sold. I'll take a golf jersey for a dollar. Pretty good condition, too. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but it's the bone is like a little more cream versus this Stafford jersey I have. Oh, God, the the picture quality is not doing this any is, justice. This is a sign that you need to get a higher quality camera. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But <laughs> you have to trust me, this golf jersey is like a little more cream. And I wanted to ask Rams fans, if you bought an early bone jersey – and you now have another one. Is the color different? Because this doesn't look fake to me. It looks as no. real as it can get. You know, so what do we what do we come up with? That they originally released a bone jersey, but it was like actually cream colored, and then they re-released the bone jersey to make it more bone. Like, yeah, that's that's my only thought process. Or the, <laughs> or this is just an incredible, like amazing um fake. Replica. But I just don't think that's the case. That's funny. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to guess you're repping number 16 today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm heavy Lions. I hate the Niners. I love golf. So everybody I that is a Rams fan should be rooting against the San Francisco 49ers. But if you're rooting against the Lions, whatever. No, it's not whatever. Because one of them is not in our division. Like, right. I don't care no. if, it, if you have piss poor, you know, relations with Jared Goff personally. <laughs> But still, like, you don't want to see the Niners win a Super Bowl. Never, ever. never. Our second favorite team is always the team that's playing against the 49ers. Yes, or the always. Signing off. Enjoy your championship oh. Sunday. 
Did anybody tweet at you a Nintendo thing or no? No. So nobody wins the giveaway. New giveaway this weekend. Tweet at Nick anything Rams related or Nintendo related and you get a free sticker. Wow, free sticker. Deal? Deal. Cheers. Signing off. Talk to you guys soon.